Good morning and welcome back to the Existential Healer. This is the Existential Healer podcast and today I've brought another collective reading to you. Um, Today's theme is school. Examine your beliefs about being tested. I pulled a few cards this morning off camera um, just because I didn't really know what to do with you guys today and um, I got a really awesome message about just continuing our conversation a little bit from yesterday into today and um sorry that's ellie um examining our beliefs about being tested and um i mentioned it slightly yesterday just talking about how our soul picks certain experiences for certain reasons so um developing the perspective of this is happening for me not to me is much easier when you're connected to your soul and your soul plan and your soul family because there's just a lot um there's better reasonings for certain things including trauma um heartbreak loss grief fear So I think that Spirit just wanted me to kind of expand on that with you guys today. So I also, I don't know why Ellie's being so obnoxious today. Can you lay down? Come on. Get in your bed. So I pulled um, some tarot cards as well um, off off camera and I'm going to flip them as we go just to see different lessons that we are experiencing right now but not really recognizing that we're being tested, okay, that these are parts of our soul plan um yeah okay so we're just gonna get into it so the first card is death um now death is one of my favorite tarot cards whenever i pull it just because it's such an empowering transformation whether it's ultimate actual death and you're experiencing death of loved ones death of family members death of friends um it's kind of a crazy world right now and death happens in a lot of different ways um but a lot of us sign contracts with others um to experience the loss of someone especially when in a previous life we may have taken them for granted or taken someone for granted and now we need to understand the point of losing someone or not being so fortunate to take someone for granted um again this kind of sounds this was hard for me to like deal with with an ego mindset, um, understanding that someone I love would be dying for the evolution of my soul growth. Like that just sounds kind of wishy-washy, but when I don't take it personally and when I recognize that their soul still surrounds me and there is something that I can learn in every experience, death becomes a lot closer. And um, I think yesterday we also talked about how examining the death of ourselves, like our own death, is really important in spiritual growth because when you are friends with death it's no longer like this you like life versus death sort of thing it's life and death and you realize that they're they're both a part of the same cycle um so one of the tests that you all might be facing is death in whatever way that that means for you whatever way it resonates it might be an actual soul death so maybe try to back away from it a little bit and try to see it in a new perspective that um could possibly be what you know or ask yourself what is my soul gaining from this what is how is this test benefiting my soul okay then we have ten of wands 
and I believe this one in this book anyways um, talks about foundations so here we are breaking generational curses um, the tests that you're facing with this ten of wands is um, tests as in like you don't have the answers you don't have parents or guardians or whatever that have been giving you the answers all your life you're kind of maybe the black sheep or you just do things much differently from your um, family of origin and that I mean you can see on the guy's face in the in the card he's obviously putting in like a brute amount of strength like doing this from the ground up he's building a pyramid literally in the card <laughs> so we're building things that that seem extremely hard and extreme it's extremely hard to walk away from your family of origin when they've raised you and when they've given you food and clothes and shelter okay because that is sort of the western ideology around what a family should provide for a child is food clothes and shelter but <clears throat> It seems like each one of these wands have been ignited with a fire, and it seems like there's 10 elements that you are adding to your life that um, your generations previous to you have been waiting for this moment. And, and it's really exciting too, spiritually, because when you break generational curses, that's when you know your ancestors are pulling up in support of you because they are here to watch these curses be broken. They're here to... Um, encourage you to take the opportunities that they never had and that's one way we can always honor our ancestors is taking those opportunities and dissolving those generational curses that we felt for so long and living in new ways and experimenting and lighting new fires <clears throat> within our you know our ways of life um excuse me so yeah keep going the king of pentacles and this guy is really cool i forget who he represents as like a god but he is a beautiful blue man with lots of gold accessories and um peacock feathers and pentacles just strung up all around him it looks like he has a um like headdress of golden cobras just very luxurious very beautiful very strong very um, determined even, but I think that the point here, examining our beliefs about this test, would include examining what we believe we deserve. Um, ooh, that's a big one. What do we believe we deserve? And, um, on a soul level, what has our soul put into our life? What has our soul agreed to in this life in order to learn from regarding our worth um, the luxury we expect out of life and the value we see out of everything that we have. Okay, this is also material gain. Sometimes when we are trying to manifest material gains, we are our own blocks because we don't truly believe that we deserve it. And this can be an issue from this life or a previous life. Maybe you had a previous life in poverty. Um, either way, Examine the beliefs you have around luxury and the ability to give yourself luxury, okay? And this isn't, so this isn't like waiting to, to win the lottery. This isn't waiting for a sugar daddy or something. This is literally you fortifying your own luxury and your own 
um, abundance. And so again, whatever that means to you also should be examined is what does true luxury, what does true abundance mean to you? Is it abundance in resources? Is it literal cash? Um, is it spiritual abundance? What that is sort of the test here is, um, <clears throat> are you able to sort of separate from the society's view of success and claim your own and feel successful and feel big and strong and worthy? Um, yeah, so the next one we got is the devil. This one is exciting to talk about. Um, the devil comes up uh, under school um, to examine the beliefs that you are being tested. Yeah, so the devil is here for any low vibrational experiences you've had. Um, specifically coming up is mental illness and mental health. And, um, if this one is hard for you to listen to, I once again, for the third day in a row, I will recommend this book, The Wisdom of Souls, um, because I recently got to a new point in my own depression where I realize that I'm experiencing it for a certain reason, that my depression highlights for me the places in my life that I have abandoned myself, whether it was on purpose or unconsciously. There were certain times in my childhood especially where I had to abandon myself in order to survive my environment. So I now being a young adult, um, my depression sort of ails me and it's because I'm not aligning with, with my beliefs, with the things that have been sort of nailed into me or drilled into me. I disalign with them so much that I become depressed and I don't know how to get over that hump but all of these sort of connect all of these tests connect um, because it all kind of falls back on my worthiness and my ability to look past my family trauma my generational curses and to accept death as a positive experience or a positive occurrence in this lifetime so they all kind of connect but the the devil is pointing out um what our beliefs surrounding our mental illness is because once again societally we have formed this relationship with mental illness to be a weakness to be something that doesn't get talked about um something that is not something to be proud of and not saying that I'm necessarily proud of my depression, but I've built this relationship with my depression that anytime I feel those feelings coming on, you know what I'm talking about if you struggle with mental illness, even if it's anxiety. When you feel your mental illness sort of like reaching around the corner, it's a certain feeling. And every time now that I've been able to test my beliefs, examine my beliefs surrounding my mental illness, I've been able to understand that it's coming out for a reason. And there's a part of me that I'm ignoring, or there's a part of me that is unsatisfied with how I'm living, how I'm going about a certain issue in my life. It just, my soul is not resonating with my physical self. And for that, I'm thankful because now I can understand that there is something that I can do. I'm not just depressed endlessly and with no cure, okay? And I'm not saying that there is a cure to mental illness. It's just that mental illness can provide us with certain answers sometimes as well, and it's worth being examined. Um, <clears throat> and then Ten of Swords, okay? 
on this card of Ten of Swords, there is a woman on a horse and a man who has ten swords in his back, or I guess nine in his back and one in his hand, and his soul is sort of leaving his body. So um, this can mean astral realm, this can mean dreams, but I think that this also means um, death once again. Um, I think this means the death of the ego, and with the ten swords being within him, obviously he didn't die on the tenth sword. Um, I think that we have to do, we have to die many times within our life in order to ascend and in order to upgrade our beliefs and our, our ways. Um, so ego, ego death is sort of what's being tested right now. Can you put your ego to death? Can you put your ego to rest in order for your soul's evolution? That's another test that's coming up for you. Um, what, what of these swords are, are people trying to impale you? And, um, how many of these swords are being met with your ego? Are you finding yourself in the defensive a lot? Are you finding yourself worried, um, stressed, um, overcompensating, um, worry comes up again just uncomfortability like what is your thief of joy right now let's say that what's your thief of joy what sword is impaling you and making it hard for you to to um or maybe what sword is impaling you and what sword is challenging you to let go so is there a part of yourself your identity that you've claimed for so long but you're you're trying, you're kind of being tested to recognize that it's really just your ego. And now I realize that the woman on the, on the horse is actually grabbing the man's spirit, like by the wrist. And, um, I think this once again just shows, do we have trust or belief or faith in anything higher than ourselves? Um, or are we solely ego based? And again, at different points in life, both outlooks can be, um, necessary i'll say that <clears throat> but again we're here to be challenged and to be to be tested we're at earth school right now and this is one of the tests coming up for the collective is what are we not allowing ourselves to let go of in order to ascend in order to reach the next level in order to connect with this spirit world these spirit people who are coming to claim us <sighs> that's um <clears throat> really exciting for you guys because uh, again these, like, the whole point here is that before we incarnate, before we come to this earth, we sit down with many souls and many councils of souls who are our guides, literally, and we pick out specific experiences that will teach us specific things. And so not only is that super um, informational and helpful when it comes to dealing with certain experiences in life, but it's also helpful to go back a previous life or two or five or seven or all of them, you know, because you can learn a lot about yourself and what you carry today because of karma, because of um, just stubborn emotions because of loss and grief like you are not perfect even in the spirit form we are just always evolving and that's why we come here is to evolve further that's sort of the relationship to have with yourself is that you're just not perfect and that's okay and that's worth developing more for is to ascend and not even work towards perfection but work towards understanding and knowledge and wisdom 
um, <clears throat> some of the shadow aspects that might be keeping us from seeing these tests as they are would include um, Evervescence, Cultivate Love, number five, and Phenomenon, number 25, Be Still and Listen to the Spirits. So shadow um, aspects wise, um, compassion for ourselves and others is going to be a huge hill to get over. Um, that's true for anyone. But that's especially true for the spiritual souls who are trying to ascend and who are trying to connect right now, especially with so many low vibrational acts being committed in our time, in our society, in our world. It's hard to let go and have compassion for evil people or sad people or bad people or just even people close to you that have hurt you. Um, but I will say that as long as we have not forgiven others we have not forgiven ourselves as long as we don't have compassion for others we don't have compassion for ourselves so gaining compassion for others starts with gaining compassion for ourselves once again and maybe sitting down and and writing out why it's so hard for us to be compassionate with ourselves um when did we start putting the compassion down and being tough on ourselves and expecting more from ourselves. When did that start and who influenced it the most? And when it comes to who influenced your compassion for yourself, do they have any compassion for themselves? Okay. And I bring this up because this was another huge point in my own journey of realizing that the people who hurt me were not informing me out of wisdom and compassion. They were informing me out of fear. Um, out of fear specifically for my safety, but it, it the fear of me being hurt overtook their ability to love me unconditionally. And so that... Obviously, I grew up with like this very weird relationship with self that wasn't really, there wasn't a lot of room for growth or understanding or compassion, which, um, compassion for myself, which, so it's hard to get over, especially when you, because when you put a little piece of your soul away, okay, when you, when a fragment of your soul breaks off and goes to a safe place in times of trauma, loss, fear, guilt, shame, etc., etc., it all it happens to all of us. Um, those pieces are replaced with ego, and so that's sort of why all of these tests um, tie in together. Is because the ego it all starts with the ego taking out that first ego sword and allowing compassion to fill the hole that it leaves. Um, but you have to be brave enough to take the sword out, okay? You have to be brave enough to rid yourself of the the low vibrations that have been impaling your heart, impaling your ability to look past all of this frustration and jealousy and anger, okay? And fear and resentment and just let down, um, looking past that and having compassion for yourself and those who hurt you because ultimately I guarantee that they were hurt as well and um, that relationship it's just worth examining okay examining your beliefs about being tested that's all 
Um, <clears throat> so that's number five. And then number 25 was phenomenon. Be still and listen to the spirit. So once again, I feel like a lot of us currently, at least the ones listening to this message, struggle with connecting to spirit, struggle with connecting to their intuition or their soul or their higher self or just their gut feelings. And once again, I say I relate to you so much. Um, I grew up Christian, so it was hard for me to accept spirituality. And um, I will say that the hardest thing about spirituality is the personal responsibility that comes with it. I felt like in religion, there was a lot more, there was a lot of excuses for behaviors. And I was able to be more complacent. But now that I'm being spiritually led and I, my faith resides in spirituality, um, everything is sort of on my shoulders to connect, to ask for guidance, to ask for the perspective to come to me, to ask for the dreams that would help me. Um, it's all sort of on me. And I have grown to appreciate this opportunity again, because I am no longer waiting for the permission of others to ascend, to have joy, to experience my life the way I think I deserve to experience it, okay? I'm not waiting for anyone's permission. I'm not waiting for anyone to hold my hand and go with me, to approve the ticket on the trip. Like, there's so much freedom in understanding that I am the only person who can change my life, who can build my trust in my faith, who can, um, who can get me to be still and listen to the spirits, okay? There are a lot of informational and helpful meditations and, and guides who are here on Earth Plane, but um, they can only do so much. I mean, like, you, you can sit here and listen to me talk at you for hours, but you are the person who decides whether or not it has any relevance to your life. Um, so, yeah, <clears throat> those are our shadow aspects for when it comes to examining our beliefs about being tested. Again, how are we gaining from these experiences? How is our soul gaining anything from these? I guarantee you it's something, okay? There is something that you're gaining. There's something to see of value in these things. Um, again, I'd recommend reading the book because you learn a lot about different ways that our souls make contracts with other souls. Dang it. Um... There's just a lot of good things that come out of, of soul work, okay? Um, sorry, I just dropped half the deck. Let's try that one more time. Yeah, but this is a really good reading. I'm really excited about this one for you guys. Okay. Things that are coming to us as we examine our beliefs... Okay, so we have flow, divine abundance, and grounded. And self-love is on the bottom, so I think I'm just going to keep it um, because it's relevant to what we're talking about. Um, so I'm going to start with flow. It says, allow me divine to move with flow and respond with calmness and peace. Um, this has a bunch of dolphins on the card as well if you're not watching on YouTube. This is really cool because it fell right under death and the Ten of Wands and the Evervescence or the Cultivation of Love. So 
being able to flow through life is the ability to um, not hold on to any expectations, to not hold on to any pre-written or scripted experiences. You are allowing what wants to come into your life to come and what needs to leave to leave. Um, Examining your beliefs will allow you to experience more flow, okay? So if flow is hard for you, makes sense, that's fine. I was a very logical and think about everything sort of person. I still am, okay, don't get me wrong, it didn't change overnight, but I'm able to enact or engage with my ability to flow when I feel like it is needed more and when I am being a little resistant in the flow. Um, it's all about awareness. The second one we're, we're receiving in um, examining our beliefs is divine abundance, okay? And once again, we have this Hindu goddess, and she has two white elephants on either side of her, and plenty of offerings in front of her, a beautiful, like, mandala behind her, lots of colors, lots of just, it gives me creativity. Um, the quote says, you were born to align with love's will. Follow the Tao and serve something beyond the ego. Learn to be abundance, not chase it. Okay, so this is really cool because it fell right underneath the king of pentacles. So once again, we are examining our belief about what we deserve in life. What does that look like? And again, also too, what is um, <clears throat> motivating our actions towards abundance and towards luxury? Do we just want to have the fanciest, shiniest stuff? Or are we gaining resources for certain reasons? And again, it's fine to want material things. It's fine to manifest material things but are you doing it to serve the ego or are you doing it to serve the heart okay are you acting out of love or out of ego um and are you chasing it is is um abundance something that is taking up so much of your thought your your life your your time that you don't have time to feel the abundance that you have otherwise okay are you able to recognize abundance outside of material gain um, and then the third one we got is grounded. Once again, we have a white cow with a little green bird and an orange bird on his head. <clears throat> on her head, maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know how to tell the gender. Oh, I guess it doesn't have horns. Anyways, a lot of pink butterflies in the background. Um, many of the most evolved beings on earth are regular folks living with joy, dignity, and courage. And that is ultimately, like, okay, so... That's cool, too, because it fell right underneath the devil, and um, the devil was telling us about low vibrational energies and how to avoid them. How to avoid them is literally to live with joy, dignity, and courage. That's all that matters. Like, for me, on my in the beginning of my spiritual journey, I really wanted to start all these businesses and do all these things and heal the world. And then I realized that the world is healing itself. The world is on its own path. Everyone's on their own path. And no matter how many resources I give... Um, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm once again only in control of my own path. So... Um, obviously I'm still here doing these readings and working towards my passion, but I really just love doing readings and 
hearing myself talk for the most part, but either way, it's coming from a place of joy and dignity and courage instead of a place of, I need to heal the world, this is my responsibility. I'm no longer working out of ego or low vibrational energies or fear of low vibrational energies. I am grounded in all of my actions. That's the difference. And I know that I talk about myself a lot, but I just kind of like to relate it to a real experience instead of saying, yeah, you just have to live out of joy and dignity and courage and leaving you with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, the last card we got with what we'll be receiving as we examine our beliefs um, is self-love. And it says, let the wall fall that separates me from my own vulnerable inner child. I long to take care of myself like never before that's awesome that's super intense um because again when we when we examine our beliefs and we come back to what we deserve and who we are without the pressures of the people who formed us we are so much more and I don't say that to discount anyone's parents or anyone's guardians or anyone's experience the truth of the matter is is that our parents bring us to life they bring us into this world and for that we can be thankful but from there on it's very rare that they parent us without any bias and they parent us without giving us more issues to overcome and that's the cool part about our soul plan is that we agreed with our parents before this life to come in and learn certain things from them and they would set us up with certain certain challenges and we would overcome them but that's the whole point is that um, at least in Western families, it's harder to overcome the teachings of our parents without being called ungrateful or selfish. And the whole point of growth is to be selfish, is to push ourselves into understanding more and developing our own person and having compassion for ourselves and um, understanding how much we deserve outside of our parents. Because more than likely our parents parented on the basis of their own trauma so again we are breaking these generational curses by loving ourselves by having compassion for ourselves because after that everyone else just falls in line and it's easier to have compassion and patience for every person who's ever done you wrong because again you're just you're just understanding that you're learning something from them um, this is a really cool experience, a really exciting time for you because you are evolving so quickly, so much so that within the year or whatever your timeline really is, but soon you will be able to experience life completely through joy, okay? You will have no more setbacks, no more um, ailments of depression or mental illness that really take away from life if, if if anything they'll still come around but they those experiences will be able to add to your life instead of taking from it which is super it's worth it it's worth doing this work okay guys um so one last message from the universe just piece of advice it says stand in the garden and be thought free just for a moment okay so I think that getting back to our nature, getting back to just experiencing life, there is nothing that you need to accomplish, okay? There is nothing that you need to do in this life other than experience it and feel your feelings, feel the hurt that has been provided to you because it will give you a lot of insight on who you are, where you, 
where you are as a soul and where you're going um, and the power that you have in this entire experience. So with that being said, um, thank you so much for being here. I will link the book I've been talking about once again in the description. If you'd like to see the cards that we're talking about, you can watch it on YouTube. Um, if you want a personal reading or you just want to send a comment or a request for one of our collective readings, feel free to go to my website and email me. Um, yeah, I really hope to connect with a few of you soon. I, yeah, enjoy your day. I love you all.